returning the Dathomir, Castian Saya and Jalar Kida work together to find Niana and the ship so they can escape. Cassian, it's been a few hours since you and Kida both went through the Vergence on top of this mountain on Dathomir. You managed to subdue Milani and have had your chance to escape. The climb down the mountain was difficult without Milani's help, but for two trained force users, we'll say, not Jedi, it wasn't impossible, especially now that both of you are back to full strength, aside from the fact that both of you are still sharing each other's pain. So every nick, every too sharp stone, every wrenched shoulder, both of you have felt. But you've reached the bottom of the mountain, or at least you're back in what Milani called the foothills, with no sign of her or other witches pursuing you. Okay, okay, let me get this straight. So you you left Nienna with a ship, and then when you came back, the ship was gone. How many times do I need to repeat this? Just one more time for my own clarification. What happened? You got here, you landed, and you told Nienna to wait in the ship. Do you want to go over it again, or do you want to keep climbing? I want to go over it again. I'm trying to to keep my focus away from my wrenched shoulder, or your wrenched shoulder. I don't know. So how about we climb and we can talk? It'll keep us from arguing. So the two of you begin to climb again. And as you climb, Kida reiterates, for probably the third time, the story of how he and Nienna came to Dathomir. Through consulting some of the artifacts and texts that Nienna and I have recovered, we tracked down the origin of my affliction, the same one that you had, and we came to the same conclusion that you managed to come to, that the only way to clear it was to come to Dathomir. However, Dathomir is not an easy place to travel to, and when our ship tried to land, we were caught up in a storm in the upper atmosphere, wiping out our navigation systems, killing the propulsion, and we crashed in the woods. I told Nienna to wait with the ship while I got the lay of the land. While doing so, I had... some altercations with the wildlife that delayed me in getting back to her. So it was a few days before I could get back to the ship. When I got back to the crash site, it was gone. No sign of her. And as I went looking, that is when I met our friends. Ah, First thing we need to do is get back to the crash site. I mean, it couldn't have gotten far. I mean, I, like you said, it crashed, so it, I doubt Niana could have gotten it up and running. I mean, unless she's more resourceful than the last time I met her. Even an ace mechanic would not have been able to get that ship back in running order without a full spaceport. Okay, well, the good news is this. All I need is the communications. You said the, the propulsion, the nav computer were down, but did, is the communication still up and running? We had no one to communicate with. We didn't try it. You didn't? If we can get the communications up, I can call my ship. There's a probe near one of the planets that the Imperials aren't looking for. I send it to the probe's location. The probe sends a burst of information to them, and they come and pick me up. My people, they won't let me down. So we find Niana, we find your ship, and we find our ticket off of this hellhole. For once, I agree with you. Oh, I know. It's starting to leave a distaste in my mouth. Or maybe that's your mouth. Who knows at this point? Shut up and climb. I'm climbing. And they do. They just continue on downward, occasionally nitpicking about, you know, busted fingers, scraped knuckles, things like that. At one point, Castian gets so annoyed at Kita yelling at him, he just punches a wall. Just so Kita can feel it. Take a point of strain. I'll do it. Just to shut him up. After climbing down about two kilometers of rough rock face, you do finally reach a portion of the mountains or foothills, whatever you want to call them, that actually has trails. You're just walking along winding mountain paths for another two kilometers until you finally reach the forests of Dathomir. 
Does everything grow to a ridiculous proportion here? Yes. This is the worst planet. No wonder the Emperor did the right thing and completely stripped it off all mention on the galactic map. So we're going to go this way. And Kida takes the lead going into the forest of Dathomir. As Kida enters the forest, he reaches up to one of the trees. It's a sapling, judging from how narrow its trunk is, but of course it's 20 feet high. But Kida is able to reach up and grab one of the lower branches, breaking it off so he has something of a walking stick to get through. And he's using that to beat back some of the very thick underbrush. Uh, as he's knocking aside ferns and plants, you see all kinds of creatures living in the underbrush scurrying away. Snakes, spiders, all the sorts of creepy things that are generally part of humanity's nightmares seem to live in the shadows of Dathomir. I thought the underworld of Coruscant was a nightmare. Coruscant, yes. Speaking of, why are you no longer posted there? Posted? Uh, with the Empire, you mean? <laughs> I had a falling out. Mostly because of your fault, you got away from me. They did not like that, but that wasn't the only mistake. Castian hesitates for a second before reaching out, and he picks up actually, it looks like a rib uh, from a large beast, and he's using it as kind of his own walking stick, and he's like brushing things aside, and pausing for a moment before finally letting out a sigh. <sighs> they sent me to a slave colony to put down an insurrection. A slave colony. That was their final test to see if I could behave myself. I lost my temper. And I killed all the slavers. Slaughtered them, really. Slaves got away, and I failed their test. And that's when they decided I was more of a liability than an asset, so they are going to have me executed. I escaped. With Madonin's help. She didn't make it, but she allowed for me to survive. And that was a year ago. I've been a bounty hunter, a smuggler, a pirate since, just trying to survive. It's a testament to your strength that you have survived. Oh, Kida, I am a survivor. No matter what, I will not die until I'm good and ready. Not when you tell me, not when the Empire tells me, and not when the Force tells me. My future is dictated by me, and I will survive this. I will survive until I'm old and gray. Shh. He holds up a hand. Listen. As you finally stop talking, as you finish your monologue or are rudely interrupted in your monologue, you can hear something moving through the trees. What is that? Something larger than us. Okay, yeah, Castian is going to follow his lead. And Kida's lead is to start moving as quickly as he can. You notice that Kida is not trying to be stealthy about this. Whatever is following you has him spooked enough that he's going for speed over a strategy. Perhaps we should try hiding or rubbing some mud on us. Castine's following him as fast as he's going, but he's throwing out some suggestions. What do you think is following us that mud would help with? I don't know. I've never been to this planet. A giant tree? Spider? Save your breath for running. It's our only hope. Castine's going to bite his tongue and run. Castine, as you are pushing through the underbrush, you're hearing the sounds of the creature behind you. You're hearing it push through the trees. It sounds like it's pushing over some of the trees as you're hearing the sound of logs falling. And you hear and begin to feel massive footsteps on the ground. And it triggers a memory, a memory from your time in Lala's hut. And you realize that you're coming upon a very familiar clearing as Kida runs into it and takes a moment to, to catch his breath. Doesn't matter, just turn around, it's already found us. Castian spins around on his heels, wincing as he realizes he repeated, maybe not the exact words, what he said in, in that memory, but close enough that it, he, he kind of hates the fact that he's following along with the script. He's looking around for anything heavy that he can pick up uh, with the force. Mm -hmm. There's several fallen logs in this area. Most of them look a little rotten, so they're certainly not going to hold up for very long or against very much stress, but you're certainly able to pick them up using the force. Yeah, Castian turns towards one, holds out a hand, and then rips it out of the ground using uh, his move power. All right. 
Uh, so I got two dark sides. So Kida absolutely feels that anger and fear get channeled down into Castian's thought and he rips one of the logs up and he holds it out like a spear. Kida does the same as he sees you preparing to defend yourself with whatever is at hand. And he also lifts one of these rotten logs out of the ground. And it's a tense moment as you both stand waiting, waiting for something to come through those trees. And after an interminably long minute, that which has been tracking you finally makes its horrifying appearance as you have caught the interest of a rancor. She was right. Who? Milani. She said the ones in the stables were babies. She was right, as I look at this massive creature. Yes, this rancor absolutely dwarfs the domesticated ones that you saw back at the camp. And not only does it dwarf them, but it doesn't look as well fed as those. <sighs> Kita, do you have any special force juju to domesticate this? Maybe we can ride it. Just get ready to defend us. Cassian nods his head. He's not actually going to wait. He's panicked a little bit. He's using fear and anger to channel his force power. So Castine just slings this oh. rotted log towards this thing. Let's do initiative. So roll cool for me. Three successes and an advantage. Kita only rolled three advantages. The Rancor only rolled two advantages. So Castian, you are the first up. Castian lets out a growl of frustration and then just hurls this tree trunk towards this creature. Three successes and one advantage. So I believe that is 13 damage. Castian, you throw this rotten tree trunk against the Rancor and the rotten bark just splits apart on its pebbly hide. The Rancor acts as if nothing has happened. Even as Kida follows suit, throwing the exact same maneuver in the exact same spot, and the Rancor just screams out at the purple Dathomir sky. Kida, you go left, I go right. He can only eat one of us at a time. Okay, so what are you doing? Castian goes right. So you're just running. Yeah, absolutely. He's basically saying, you go left, I'll go right. But you know what? Castian is going to let out a snarl towards the creature, trying to make it fear him using his fearsome <laughs> quality. Uh, he used the fearsome quality that he got from Aggressor. So that is two. He has two points in it. Yeah. You snarl at the Rancor and the Rancor snarls right back. And his snarl is a little more impressive than yours. Yeah. Castian's like, ah! But Castian was trying to get the Rancor to follow him a little bit. So and now Castian looks very scared at this like roar right in his face. And Castian's like, made a mistake, made a mistake. And he's running through the brush trying to get away from this thing. Okay, so give me an athletics roll. One setback die because of the underbrush. Three successes and two advantages. And two force dice if you wanted to use for force. I don't think I want to use the force yet. So Castian is going to just bolt into the foliage of the Dathomir jungle, hoping that these trees can slow it down just a little bit. You hear the creature definitely following you. And for every five steps that you take, it only has to take one. So you're still ahead of it because you can be tricksy. You can zigzag and dive between trees. And it's just taking, you know, the path of least resistance or, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So it's just barreling through this underbrush. But you're, you're able to keep a few steps ahead of it. Uh, Madonna, I love this place. What wonderful nature you have here. Oh, and then Castian's going to like bolt over a log. And now he's actually going to look for a place to hide, to try to see if he can just hide from this thing, because running is not going to keep up for long. All right, I feel like that's survival. Two purple? Yeah. Three successes. Excellent. Castian, as you're running, you trip on a log and land face first in this rotting decay that is the underbrush of the Dathomir forest. But you land face first in front of one of these giant hollowed out tree trunks. Yes, 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 Castian says as he starts like kind of belly crawling into it and trying to like make himself as small as possible. 
and just seconds after you drag your foot into the log, you hear the frustrated roar of the rancor, and you feel its massive clawed feet just inches, it feels like, from this log as it stomps around a little bit, crying out in frustration at having apparently lost its prey. Castian holds his breath. Castian's unsure if this thing can smell him or if it smells the decay at this point or what, but Castian is holding his breath and tries to kind of keep himself from sweating. The rancor begins to sniff. And it's one of the most disgusting sounds that you've heard as it takes these giant mucusy breaths, inhaling and snorting, snorting hard enough that it shifts some of the leaves that have fallen on the ground. It sniffs and snorts, and it is coming for the end of the tree trunk. You can see its teeth dripping with saliva. Absolutely smells terrible as you just sit and pray to whatever is out there that it doesn't catch your scent. And just as you're sure it must be toying with you, it stands up. It stands up straight and it begins to walk away. Castian mouths thank the stars and just lets it keep on walking for However long he needs, like a minute, two minutes, enough for he no longer smells the creature or hears its like mucusy breath or feels the vibration with each step. You wait for that to happen. And while it definitely walks away, it stops at a certain point. You can't hear what it's doing and you definitely can't see what it's doing from your place within this log. But it seems to have reached a point that it's not going to move any farther. Castian is going to stealth his way out and kind of get a peek at what it's doing. All right, go ahead. Uh, one success, but two threats. You crawl out of the log. You're just covered in dirt and grime and decay. You don't smell much better than the Rancor's breath at this point. And you see the Rancor standing less than 10 meters away. Its back is to you. And it just seems to be standing there. And as you move a little bit to your right... You can see that it is standing in front of someone that is dressed an awful lot like the witches of Dathomir. Castian closes his eyes and mouths, Poodoo, and he's going to try to move away from another witch and this Rancor. Just, again, stealthing as much as possible. You do notice that the Rancor is absolutely not threatening the woman. She's actually holding some hunk of meat out in her hand up for the rancor, and it reaches out with its massive claws, but rather daintily skewers this hunk of meat and brings it to its mouth to start eating. Good. It's found its owner. They can play together. Again, my character is going to try to uh, get out of the situation and try to get back to Kita. All right, so your difficulty is one red and one purple, plus give yourself a setback die because of those threats. Uh, one failure, one advantage. As you are trying to stealth away, lots of underbrush here, very difficult to be quiet, and you step on a twig. A measly twig is your downfall, as both the Rancor and the woman look at you. Castian just closes his eyes and pinches his brow and says, This has really not been my month. And then looks towards them. You know what? This is a witch. Maybe she can control this thing. He just holds up his hands and surrender. And as you look back to the witch, you realize that while she is wearing the garb of the witches of Dathomir, her face is nothing like any witch that you saw. In fact, her face is far too familiar the pink skin, and the green eyes, and the purple hair. Oh, no, it's Niana. Hey, Niana! It's, um... <clears throat> Fancy meeting you here. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a two purple for this, mm -hmm. and it's going to be contested with hers, so we're just going to see who gets the most successes. She got four successes and an advantage. I got two successes and a threat. As you start to run, Nienna is behind you in a 
flash as she actually force jumped over much of the the debris on the ground in order to grab you by the shoulder. And she's just going to haul back and punch you in the face. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, old, old fashioned bra. Yeah, so she gets what is you've got defense, correct? I have one defense. She gets a success, so take a point of strain. I will soak that. And since she's so close, I will use my own brawl against her. If she if we're fighting, if she she wants to take a fight to this, we'll do it. All right, she also has a point of defense. I got one success, a triumph, and then three threats. What would you like that triumph to do? I want to restrain her. She pulls back for another hit, and as she swings at me, Cassian pulls back as he was taught to do by Tremaine, grabs her arm, twists it around, and then just like hikes it upwards as it's behind her back, causing a little bit of, uh, quite a bit of discomfort. And he just kind of uses her as a, a shield uh, in front of the Rancor. I can explain. Listen, I'm here with Kita. I'm here with Kita. I have Kita. All right. So as you do that, um, roll me your discipline. One success, one triumph, three advantages. Wow. You can tell, Casting, that she was attempting to use the force on you. You're not sure exactly what she was attempting to do, but she was. it was definitely some sort of, of mind game. Casting's going to push her elbow a little bit further. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, no, you settle down too. I look towards the Rancor. Is it approaching me? Is it watching this entire thing? It had lumbered along a little bit, but it's not making any threatening gestures or sounds okay listen listen i'm not here as an imperial i'm 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 a fugitive just like you i'm here because i i i'm here with kita i saved kita's life kita kita where are you why should i believe anything that you say oh it's not like i'm offering you another cup of calf just hold on for a second kita and gatcastian's shouting for kita let me go before the rancor stops being under my influence <laughs> How do I know that you're not going to stick it on me? You're just going to have to take a leap of faith because I figure there's about 30 more seconds before that Rancor gets its free will back. And I'm pretty sure that its free will is to eat whatever is in front of it. Um, of course, of course, because we're allies. We're not. No one's taking anyone hostage again. And I release her and I, I, I go to push her forward, but then I grab her shoulders and, and gently push her forward and nod my head and take a couple steps back mm -hmm. as I glare up at this monstrosity. And Nienna takes a couple of steps forward, and she puts her hand out towards the, the creature again, not bearing any treats this time, uh, but she just puts her hand out and then gives a little, like, almost a beauty pageant wave, and the Rancor just gets kind of a, a cloudy look in its eyes, and it turns around and starts lumbering away. <sighs> okay. Where's Kida? I ran from that direction. We split up when we realized there was just one Rancor and it decided to follow me. I will lead you to him. Is that okay? I'll be in front. No, no, I can... I can tell he's close. He'll be here in a moment. Why don't you just have a seat? And she points at one of the logs. Castian does. He'll give her that. He walks over to one of the logs and takes a seat down and he's going to be... He's pulling out a pristine handkerchief uh, from his vest. He's going to slowly start dabbing at his boots before just giving up and throwing the handkerchief onto the ground and rubbing his face. You seem to be doing well, she says as she observes you. How is Kita? Castian, as soon as she says, you're doing well, Castian holds up his hands, looks down, and he's covered in dead animals. This is me doing well. Yes, he's fine. We we went to a, a virgence and we got cured of the darkness that was plaguing our souls. Oh, yes, I also had his little sickness. That was fun. Castian, you realize in the adrenaline rush of the Rancor coming for you, uh, you'd actually begun to have a little bit of that headache that not, it wasn't debilitating yet, but a little bit of the headache that signaled that you and, and Kita were getting too far apart. But that pressure is diminishing. Yeah, he's coming soon. He'll be here soon. Castian reaches up and touches the side of his head in pain. Sure enough, just a couple of seconds later, Kita emerges from the shadows of the forest, the front, coming from the opposite direction of where the Rancor had wandered off. I found your apprentice again. And look, this time I didn't knock her out. I'm glad you showed such restraint. Castian smirks at him and just goes back to rubbing his head. Kita, of course, goes immediately to Nienna, taking in her 
unconventional appearance. Oh, yeah. Castian is also furrowing his brow at that as he also reminds himself of, oh, that's not how Niana usually dresses. Oh, did someone go native here? Niana shoots you a, a dirty look. Master Kita, I'm so grateful that to find that you're alive. I had no idea what had happened to you. I, I waited for several days for you to return. I know, I know. Uh, there was altercations with the wildlife, but you seem to have made out all right for uh, yourself. Uh, I'm, uh, she's fine. Clearly she's fine. Niana, where's the ship? We need the ship. The ship is with the people that found me. You found a witch tribe. Yes. The ship was incredibly damaged. I don't even know if it's possible to repair. I don't need the ship. I need the communication device on the ship. Does no one understand that? I'm sorry I didn't know that you were here looking for a communication device. When the Night Sisters found me... Night Sisters? Night, night, night Sisters. You're with the Night Sisters. Yes. I look towards Kida and I smirk. She's with the Night Sisters. She's with the Dark Side witches. You have this influence on people, Kita. Kita growls at you. Castian holds up his hands and takes another seat. And he had stood to say this stuff, and he holds up his hands and takes another seat. The Night Sisters, Kita repeats. But you found a way to escape. Indiana looks confused for a moment. Escape? I'm I'm no one's prisoner. Oh no, she's recruited. Shut up. Kita, I'm just responding to the circumstance. I mean, what? What? Niana, you do you not realize that those are dark side users? Of course I know that. It's not my first day in the galaxy. But I didn't know if there was anyone else alive on this planet. It seemed better to ally myself with them when I didn't know if Kita or anyone else was here than to try to survive in a broken ship, in a place where things like that rancor exist. Nienna, allying yourself with the dark side is incredibly dangerous. Yes, Kita, incredibly dangerous. Who would align themselves with a dark side user to escape from witches? I smirk at him before going back to trying to get some of the muck out of my face. That is different. What's the difference? She's, she's a survivor like me. You did good, Nienna. Maybe we could use her. She could probably get us close to the ship. Maybe the Night Sisters can be reasoned with. I do not know much of their ways, but I know enough to know that it would not be a good idea for either of you to show your face in their camp. Uh, treat us like slaves, yes? If they allow you to live. <sighs> they have the ship. They're looking for ways to strip it for its parts as they have no ability to fix it. What do they hope to do with the parts? Adapt. They're a simple people. They live in harmony with this planet. It's in many ways an aspirational existence. No one is hunting them. They don't have to worry about money. They are entirely self-sufficient. But they know that their time in isolation may be coming to an end. The Empire has stationed a garrison maybe a hundred kilometers from their camp. And the last time they had visitors from the stars, it nearly wiped them out. Yes. We... And she stops herself. They, the Night Sisters, don't know what the garrison's purpose is. But so far, they're rather certain that the garrison doesn't know that the Night Sisters know they're there. Okay. So if they are able to glean any kind of technological sophistication from the ship, it's what will help them when they pursue their raid versus the Empire. I tried to tell them that it was foolish, of course, but while they have adopted me as a long-lost sister, I'm still a child in their eyes. Castian looks towards Kida and says, Well... Kida, you know this planet more than I. I. I barely got here in one piece. Going back towards where we came from is not an option. My wife should have woken up by now and probably told the High Mother of the exploits that went on on the mountain, so we can't go back and they're probably looking for us. And now we have the Night Sisters ahead of us. They have our ship, but 
we need a, a communication device to get off this planet. I have a simple communicator, but it's not enough to reach the, through go through the atmosphere. If you can get me close to the ship, I am sure I could I could at least look through what you have to see if it's possible to send a message or not. Let me look. Do you know what you're looking for? Are you a mechanic? I know my way around a ship. Fine, fine. If that's what Kida thinks will get us this ship, I will I'm a team player. See? Castian tries to look as calm and trustworthy as possible, but it does not come along that way. We have no choice, Nienna. We have to work with him. I just want to point out that I made it through the Virgins, and I thought we cleared the air on some things. I look towards Nienna, kind of annoyed, like, let's not act like I had no reason to hate this man. He sold us into slavery, and while I understand the circumstance of that entire endeavor, I still suffered. So I, I, much like Niana, I point towards her again, I took the first hand that was offered to me, which was the Empire. You cannot blame me for thinking there were the good people who were trying to stop me from suffering. No one is asking you to relitigate the last 20 years. Don't act like trusting me is such a poor idea. I was the one that got us off that rock, I remind you. I was the one that slipped that sedative in that girl's drink. I see you have a go-to move. <laughs> I looked towards Deanna. Fair enough. Yes, but I did this for good this time. I Okay, yes, I heard that when I said it. Listen, all I'm saying right now is we are all on the same team. And once we get off this rock, my ship, if you get me that communicator, my ship can come and get me. My crew will find us and we can go our separate ways. No one's trying to capture anyone anymore. I'm trustworthy. And you are telling the truth, right? Yeah, Castian is absolutely, especially they could tell he doesn't really want anything to do with them. He really just wants to get off this rock. Nienna nods. Follow me. There should be a, a place closer to the camp. The Rancor won't bother you there. Fine. Come on. Let's go. And Nienna leads the way through the forest. We're letting, I'm, Castian's going to let her get a little bit ahead of them. Before he looks over towards Kida, are you sure we can trust her? I trust her with my life. I'm just saying she's been with the Night Sisters. We, she kept on saying we. She's fully embraced their lifestyle, or at least thinking of them as family. And let's not forget, she talked about it's a simple life. They're farmers, forgetting the fact that they're darksiders. They're not farmers. I know what a Night Sister is somewhat. I've, I've done enough research. I know they're very dangerous. Couldn't one say the same about you? You used very similar terms to describe the Empire. Yeah, well, I would point out that I'm currently running from the Empire while she is walking back into their camp. I'm just saying the dark, you know the dark side. The dark side is very tricky. It makes you feel welcomed. It's like a, like a cool bath after a hot day's work. Trust me, I... I, I find it quite invigorating, and for a girl who's never tried the dark side, this might be a candy shop for her. You know nothing of what she's gone through. I still trust her, and for now I trust you. And Castian speeds up to catch up to Niana, and he's just following behind her. Do you have anything you want to say to Niana before you reach the camp? Yeah, he'll, he'll wait, like maybe a minute or two after talking to Kida before saying, <clears throat> Sorry about the uh, calf incident. It, I, uh, it's not, it wasn't a mistake. It was intentional, but I am owning up to my mistakes, and I am sorry that I slipped a sedative into your calf. But I would like to point out that I actually gave you too much, and I actually saved you afterwards. After I, I give you CP. Uh, <clears throat> my intention was not to bring you to harm at the time. Honestly, at the time, I was going to bring you to the Inquisition for as as a new possible agent. Yeah, I, that's not perfect either, I suppose. I, I, I just want to say, I just want to say I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Surprisingly easy. All right. Good, good talk. And Castian is just going to trail a little bit, giving her distance. She said sorry. She accepted his apology, so he's going to retreat. It's about a 30 minute trapes through the the woods you hear or see no other signs of rancor 
And just as you're beginning to smell the acrid scent of cook fires is when Nienna holds up a hand and says, this is where you'll have to wait. Castian nods his head and crouches down on the ground. And using the mud, he starts drawing a few pictures and he looks towards Nienna. What ship did you have? A heavily modified uh, YT series. Okay, if if it, you used a normal communication that came default with the ship, but it's heavily modified, as long as you have um, a, a, a transceiver, if the transceiver is not cracked, if the satellite dish is still operational, um, and a power supply can be connected to that, that's all I need. Even if the communication systems are down, if we had a power source, the dish was still there, and the transceiver, uh, I, I could probably still get a signal out there. The power cell just needs to provide this much energy, and he gives her uh, the uh, an amount to reach mm -hmm. past the atmosphere. All right, so you have three parts of the array that it sounds like you need. Yes. I mean, if it's just – if the communications – system is all completely working awesome but Cassian's basically saying as long as he has a working dish like a satellite dish that's usually on top of the yt um the transceiver system uh is still a liar um and of course which is used to basically send the message in a power supply to power that message he could jury rig something up but if any of those are missing then no he can't i can roll to see what condition these three items are in mm -hmm. you also have three destiny points one roll because i'm going to spend two of my destiny points flip these over to uh, dark sides i want to say we have the power supply and the transceiver so if you're going to roll roll for the dish to see if that's okay and so Castian gives her the the items that he would need and then he just kind of settles into place on top of uh, uh he wipes down a log a little bit and then sits down oh and and if you can get us some blades that would be really helpful i'll see what i can do Castian nods his head and just lets her go. She disappears into the forest. Through the, the trees, you know, if you look carefully through the trees, you can start to see some remote signs of, of civilization. You can see that while there's probably another couple of meters of trees beyond that, you see much more light as there's been an area cleared, presumably for the Night Sisters' purposes. So you really are quite close to their their settlement. Cassian's, you know, he's kind of curious. He's going to get, get a peek. He wants to see what there's much of a difference between the Night Sisters and the Howling Crag witch group. Give me a stealth roll. One success, two advantages. Yes, you are able to slip through the trees without being noticed. The area that the Night Sisters seem to have claimed is, first of all, much larger than the area that the Howling Crag clan had. The Howling Crag clan, you know, had several, you know, very simple buildings constructed around a central campfire with like the animal pen outside of that. But you basically saw everything that the Howling Crag clan had to offer just by standing in one place. Whereas you can't see how large the area is through the trees, but you can tell that it's much larger than that. And in fact, there even seem to be distinct pods of buildings. They're still in this kind of circular configuration where there's a, a collection of buildings in a circle around a campfire or some kind of tool making area, some sort of workstation. Everything is still very obviously made of natural materials, but they're a little bit larger and more numerous than what the Howling Crag clan had. They don't look so bad. Castian mumbles towards uh, Kida before uh, crouching back down on the ground. Isn't that what you say is the danger of the dark side? Touche. Maybe your perception is just skewed. Oh, why do you do that? I'm being nice and you'll keep on snipping at me. I once again want to point out that I just took a life raft just like your apprentice did. Kida shakes his head and puts a, a hand to his forehead I'm sorry, the, uh, what those things that they put in us, I think I'm having some kind of reaction. Castian raises an eyebrow. What do you mean? Like the worms? Is it hurting you? It's not you. No. No, I feel great. It's like I can feel it moving. Relax. It's fine. We'll get this thing out of you uh, in no time. Uh, this is a, a medical droid could probably do it. It's, I have one on my ship. Cassian's lying about that. He's just trying to calm the guy down. Seems like I might be charmed. So roll versus a red and two purples. One threat. 
Yeah. That sounds great. Exactly. It's fine. She's fine. Well, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And Castian just continues to watch the Night Sisters for any sign of alarm. Give me a perception roll. Let's make this hard. One success, one threat. Castian, you're watching the Night Sisters camp so carefully that you don't hear the real danger that's approaching. But maybe you can be forgiven for not noticing because it act- the danger actually doesn't have to get too terribly close. As your eyes are focused on the Night Sisters camp, where life is proceeding as normal in the Night Sisters camp. In fact, they seem to be cooking at this point. You've lost track of time a little bit, so you don't know whether this is breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but the Night Sisters all seem to be coming together for a meal time, and you realize how long it has been since you've had anything approximating real food. I pull out the berries that I stole from uh, Milani and kind of just start chewing on them. They're like berries and nuts. Roll me your discipline now, please. Three successes, a triumph, and an advantage. And Angela, you rolled against me. What was it? I rolled four successes and a triumph. (laughs) So I'm going to say that four successes beats you out even with an advantage. (laughs) I agree. And Castia, just as you are putting those berries into your mouth, Mm -hmm. you feel yourself jerked backwards by the force, letting go of those berries. <laughs> no, no, you had an advantage. You keep hold of the berries. Oh, yes. <laughs> you feel yourself suddenly jerked backwards off of the log that you were sitting on. Just past your ear, you feel and hear a set of toothy pointed jaws snap shut, barely missing your head. Roll me cool. Three successes, one advantage. Casting, you've been pulled back by a creature you don't have a name for, as you are not familiar with the wildlife of Dathomir. But it is a reptile about a meter in length. As I said, pointed toothy jaws and blank red eyes. And its back is covered in spines. But you have the first initiative. So wait, did it use the force to pull me back or did it whip me with something or what? It used the force to pull you back. Castian has nothing on him. So how big is this thing? Just a meter. So it's it's silhouette zero. Castian is going to throw it. Go right ahead. Castian is going to throw it against a tree. That's two successes. Plus uh, I got two points of the force. So I'm throwing it. So we'll take five damage if it hits the tree. Um, and I will take a strain, and I will flip my last point. What are you flipping your point for? Oh, so uh, that you can... Use the, well, I, I rolled the light right, side yeah. of the force. You attempt to hurl it, but as it is a force-sensitive creature, it can resist with its discipline, and it got three successes. Okay, so I try to throw it, and it just kind of catches itself. Yeah, you can see that its, it's claws dig into the earth, and you move it back a couple of inches, mm-hmm. but not enough. Kita, what the hell is this? We seem to be in Albeck territory. And Kida is now going to attempt to hurl it as well. As Kida stands up, maybe it's because he has the tactical advantage and you know hadn't just been jerked around by this this creature. Uh, he's able to get more heft behind his force hurl. It slams into the tree and lets out a hissing whine uh, as it falls to the ground. Obviously a little bit dazed, but still standing, and it just looks angrier. Since Kida is the one that hit it, he's going to try to pull Kida to him. The Albeck shakes its long, snouted head and just fixes its eyes on Kida, and you can once again feel the force swirling, absolutely the dark side of the force mm. swirling, reaching out to Kida and begins to jerk him forward. Ah! Back to you, Castian. So Castian uh, looks towards that rock he was uh, sitting on, and he's going to try to rip it out of the ground and slam it down on this thing's head. All right. He's going for a silhouette one. Okay. Yep, and I got my dark side point. So um, yeah, Kida's not happy that I'm using dark side, but I'm using it. But yeah, two points, so since it's a zero, zero, 12 points of damage. You squish it. Castian rips the rock out of uh, the ground and just throws his arms forward, the rock slamming down on this thing as it opens its jaws to lock onto Kida. The rock smashes between its mouth uh, and crashes into the tree, and it just splatters. And Castian is just taking a deep breath. All back? What the hell's an all back? 
one of the many delightful creatures that call Dathomir home. Did we make too much noise, I say, as I look towards the witch's territory? You don't see any movement coming your way. It looks like everyone is busy eating. <laughs> Perhaps we should fall back a little. Agreed. Agreed. I still have those berries? Yes. I'm going to leave a small trail of berries for Niana. Since nothing on Dathomir seems to be vegetarian, I am leaving the berries <laughs> for her to follow. Yeah, and we're just going back as far as the berries will allow us. All right. And you didn't have very much left. So you're, you're back another 20, 30 meters? Totally fine. And we're just hiding behind a tree. Are you from this planet? And Castian says as they kind of retreat. No. How do you know so much about it? I mean, what, what, what were you part of the Jedi Force that came here at some point during the Clone Wars? I am not from this planet. My mother was. There are some Zabrak that are native to Dathomir. She was one. Interesting. She told you about this place. Yes. Uh, no wonder she wanted to get out. It's terrifying. Agreed. Is she gone? Yes. My sympathies. Just shut up and don't risk attracting any attention in case those witches come looking for us. I'm not looking to attract any attention, Kita. Deep breaths, focus on your breathing. Whatever the Jedi do, it helps me sometimes. Did Mudonin teach you that too? I still remember some of my youngling training. I found that when I had the dark side disease, I reverted back to a few of the old teachings to keep myself from killing everyone that knocked on my door. And did it work? Until I met the Slavers, yes. Castian offers a wry grin at that, and then he just leans back, allowing the conversation to end as he waits for Niana. Darkness begins to fall. No other creatures have approached attempting to eat you, so it hasn't all been bad. How's the weather been? Is it rainy? Is it what? It's windy. The wind is picking up as darkness is falling. I am so unbelievably thirsty and hungry at this point. Perhaps we can have Niana swing by and get us some of those ribs that they're making. I know they're making ribs. Oh, I can feel it. Probably from Rancor. I'd rather be eating them than them eating us, so yes. Ooh. And you see movement approaching. Hey, 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 hey. It's Nienna. Oh, good. I'm glad. And Castian stands up. It is Nienna. And she's alone. First off, do you have any water on you? Yes, I here. She hands both of you canteens. So he takes a large swig, and then he uh, wipes his lip and says, Is the communication station still working on the ship? I have the transceiver. The transceiver was still intact. Uh, I brought it with for safekeeping as they were actively working on stripping the ship. I found a portable power generator, but the dish is completely destroyed. Well, how destroyed? Completely destroyed. Ah, okay. Damn. I look towards Kida and throw out my arms. Well, without a dish, we might as well just use the power generator and the transceiver to start a signal fire because we have as much hope of attracting something from space that way. Would an imperial dish work? Oh, you can't. You're going to the garrison? You heard what Nienna said. This planet is full of people that, uh, that aspire to a simple life. No one else on this planet is going to have a signal dish. Fine. If we were able to get a dish at the garrison and not get killed, yes, it could work. If we used our own power generator, they might not even detect a message being sent out. Though with that power generator you found, it would probably only work for 10 seconds. Is it, that enough? Yes, I could get a signal out to that probe. It gives us 10 seconds of communications. And what I would need from that 10 seconds is to first initiate the code, 13 digits in three dimensions. So it, that takes a little bit of time. So that's about three seconds worth of the code. And that's just to authorize that I am who I am and I'm not under duress. We are very cautious. And another three seconds will be to explain where they need to pick us up. And then another four, three, four seconds to explain of any dangers they need to avoid. So we don't have a lot. I need, I, I need to know where's the best place for a ship to land. And probably, preferably, the best route they can take so they can avoid the Imperial Star Destroyers that are patrolling the areas. Kita looks to Nienna, who shrugs. The Virgins. There was a big, flat area on top of a mountain. They wouldn't even have to go into the clouds. It's the perfect place. If we're looking for a place that would avoid the storms, the Virgins was high enough. Okay, um, 
But you were saying the the Star Destroyers, I, I, there's no way of knowing what their patrol pattern is. If we get to the garrison, we could probably find where their patrol patterns is. And I could send that in a file along with uh, whatever burst of information we give them. Then we should go. Uh, that's a hundred kilometers away on foot. So that's a day or two journey. We need supplies for a few days journey. I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right. And did you get any blades? No, I wasn't able to. At night, maybe they'll, I'll have another opportunity. All right. That sounds like a plan. Get us blades, get us supplies, and then we can head out tonight. Or should we wait until the morning? I look towards Kida again. He has the expertise. We've been on our feet for a full day. We need rest, Gastian. So close to the Night Sisters, though? We're not going to find better shelter elsewhere. Here, at least. We know that on one side, yes, there are Night Sisters, but that's one side we don't have to defend against Rancor or more Albeck. Or anything else this planet wants to throw at us. Agreed. Fine. Absolutely. Niana, do you have any food? No, I didn't grab any. We'll be fine for the night. Good luck out there. You, you too. Castian just looks away and settles in for the night. I'll take first watch. Kita takes second watch. All right. Give me an old-fashioned perception check. Average difficulty. One success, one triumph, and the one threat. What would you like to fend off in the night? With a triumph, you not only see it, but you dispatch it. It's not even that much of a predator. He's sitting down, and suddenly a he barely sees what it is. It's a crystal snake. It almost blends in, and it raises up, and it hisses at him. And then Castian just reaches out and snaps his neck with his hands, and he's about to toss it away. Then he looks towards the, the snake, thinks things over, and then it goes to uh, a scene where Castian's just chewing on some raw meat. Mm-hmm. When Castian's done with his watch, he wakes up Kida and he offers him some meat. Uh, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. It's awful, by the way. Tastes awful, but it shouldn't be poisonous. I'll take your word for it. And he eats it. And Castian rolls over and goes to sleep. He needs his rest. And it's Castian wonders. He's like, well, man, will I be able to fall asleep with all this tension? But no, as soon as his head lays down on the rock, he is out like a light. Shortly after dawn, you're roused by the scent of the cook fires in the Night Sisters camp being stoked again. Oh, do you think they're jealous of the snake that we ate? Because I'm not jealous of their delicious smelling breakfasts, Castian says as he sits up. Not even opening his eyes yet. He just kind of sits up, mumbling to himself. And all that's really left for you to do is wait and see when Nienna arrives. And that's what we do. The sun is fairly high in the sky. It's it's still early morning, but well past dawn before Nienna finally arrives. About time. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't get away. There was a, an urgent meeting called uh, the... War Council has made a decision about the garrison. And what would that be? They're going to attack at daybreak in two days. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot Star Wars Force and Destiny. Please follow Solo Shot Podcast and Fandible on Twitter, and please share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fanable on iTunes or your podchaser of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to make a donation to help keep our equipment up and running. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.